Lent can be that solemn time, but it doesn't have to be. What caught my imagination in reading tonight's prophet from Joel that Brandy read were the words, return to me. Return to me. Words spoken through the prophet to the Israelites who were in exile who worshipped other gods, who walked away from God's commandments to love God with all your heart and mind and soul and to care for your neighbor, for this nation was to be a blessing for all nations. That's what God told Abraham. And so these words too speak to us, for we too have walked away from time and it's time for us now to return. And even though we go about our busy lives and we worry about much, we toil about much, God still loves us. Or our busy lives get so caught up that we miss an appointment or we miss calling someone. Even so, now is the time to return to me, says the Lord. And notice what God says next in that word to us and to the Israelites. Return to me with all your heart, with the whole heart, with our whole selves. Warts and all, Come to me. God's not there to punish. Did you hear those wonderful words from the psalm? Or no, it was from Joel. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and relents from punishing. To return to the Lord means that we've left. We've gone astray. We've gotten busy with our lives. And I'm so glad to see you here tonight because there are a million other things that you could have been doing this night. For some of us, it's just good to be together again, isn't it? As church family. God is going to spell out for how we are to return so that we may open ourselves. It's not just an action, but it is a state of mind so that we may receive God's love. And to receive God's love, our hearts need to be open. The prophet Joel gives God's instruction to us. Fast, weep, and mourn. Fast is to open up space. I know many of us have this idea of fasting as, as we were reading from the gospel about somehow sparing ourselves food. But I want to take this from the prophet's perspective Fast is to open up space. 
I've been given this wonderful privilege to have a spiritual director. I've never had one before, and this is something new for me. And my spiritual director said to me, I want you for five minutes, just five minutes, every day, I want you to go into the sanctuary and I want you to fix your eyes on something that really catches your eye that particular day at that particular moment. Or go outside in God's creation and just take a moment. I was doing that today and I think, Barb, you were kind of startled. <laughs> What's he doing standing in the parking lot just kind of looking? I mean, it was, it was five degrees above and there I'm, and I never got cold. I didn't mean to pick on you, Barb. You think five minutes is easy. Oh, it is the first couple of days, but then you get going. Five minutes to spend with God and to make yourself available to him, to create some open space. We are to find God who is already there. God is already here. You are already good enough. And God is already in your heart. But we're crowding him out. God planted God's self in you when you were sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ. He's already in our hearts. Let God grow within your heart. To weep. To weep is to know that we are finite. We're mortal. We're not going to live forever in these bodies. Our days are numbered. There's nothing that we can do to prevent our death. Oh yes, we can eat right and we can take good care of ourselves, but there's no promise that we'll reach our 60s or our 70s or our 80s. Have you weeped over your death? I remember as a little boy wanting to bargain with God. Oh, let me live to be X and X age. Then I kept upping the ante. I'll be good if I can live to be 18 and drive a car and go off to college. Oh, wouldn't it be neat to meet my spouse and have children? But I remember as a young boy at night realizing I have so many days. Do we give God our sorrow, our pain, our suffering, whatever it is? God can take it. Do we weep? To mourn is to come face to face with the death of a loved one or face to face with our own death. Heaven forbid we ever get that call. The doctor says there's nothing more that we can do. We have the C word. When we mourn, we begin to heal. It's amazing as you know people and love people who 
have been given a terminal diagnosis and you find out many times through their healing or through their mourning, they are now providing you comfort rather than you providing them comfort. By healing, we open ourselves up to a new beginning. Life after death, the resurrection hope. The more, a more honest and maybe a new heart ready to receive God's love for us. Love that's always been there for us. Fasting, weeping, and mourning. Any one of these alone is hard to do. It takes time. It takes prayer. It takes faith. And it takes an open heart, an honest face, looking in the mirror. This work cannot be done alone. We need each other. We need each other's faith. God's Holy Spirit drawing us forward in faith. I remember dear friends who said, Pastor, I just am so angry with God. I have no faith. I have doubt. That's okay. Take on my faith for a while. For it is in our doubting that we see our faith at work. We need each other. And God's Holy Spirit is always drawing us forward. It also takes trust in God, that God is working in us. We heard it in the psalm tonight, Psalm 51. And in the end of that psalm, 51, 17, it reads, the sacrifice of God, the offering to God, is a troubled spirit. It's when we're really honest with ourselves. If we want to know a troubled spirit, look at Christ praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Tonight you can't see it. There's a beautiful stained glass back there. Where Jesus is bowed at a rock, but his head is and face are facing toward heaven. And three of his disciples, some praying, have fallen asleep in the agony on Jesus' face. A troubled spirit. But Jesus wouldn't want it any other way. Is there then dying for us and our sins and he is there with us now. A troubled spirit is an open heart that is at the crossroads of contrition and brokenness. For it is at this crossroad, the apex, that God meets us. Ready for God to create something new. A new beginning. For a troubled heart and a broken heart will not be despised by God. No. This is where he lifts you up, my child. God knows our hearts, do we? Are we open? Have we reached the crossroads? Are we now ready to hear the gospel for us? God is always ready to create something new in our lives, create in us a new heart. God has made new beginning from the ashes of our past. 
How many of us would like to go back and burn or sweep away those ashes never to see again, but they keep coming up and coming up, and I'm not good enough, and I can't believe I did that. I wish I could do it over. We may not love ourselves, but I want you to know God loves you. It's our humanness. It's not an excuse. But we can choose to open our hearts and allow God to come in and let go of the past and begin something new. For God has a new beginning from the ashes of our past. It is here God meets you, even now, especially now. Return to me, says the Lord, with all your heart. With open hearts, we also open our hands. We go with Jesus because we can trust Jesus to serve and to give. For he gave himself for us. He loves us. We have experienced God's kingdom here in our lives together in the community of faith. We know how that feels to give, to lift up our brothers and sisters. A very practical way we've seen with the food pantry here in Monticello. It's amazing during this pandemic, it has really pushed things to the limits. And we feel so good in being able to help others and we count our blessings. Jesus knows our hearts. And he knows that the treasures of heaven are kept nowhere else. You cannot keep the treasures of heaven anywhere else but in your heart. You can't store them up at home or in your bank account. There's only one place you can store up. The gifts of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, mercy, and self-control. But the only way to receive those gifts from heaven is to open our hearts. The treasure of heaven are yours. All you have to do is receive them. We heard the readings tonight. We are fully pardoned. We are fully forgiven. We are loved. We may not think we deserve to be loved, but we are loved by our Creator who calls us by name, who seals us with the oil of the Holy Spirit and marks us with the cross of Christ forever. I want you to know that Lent is less about us. It is less about us and more about what God is doing in our lives. Our role in Lent is not to hang our heads. It is not to feel bad about ourselves. Our role in Lent is to keep our eyes wide open and see what God is doing. God is creating a new beginning out of the ashes of our past. The ashes that we will wipe on these 
um, burlap cloth pressed on our foreheads and taken and set out somewhere in home to remember from dust we came to dust we shall return is not the full story. We will fast to open up our spaces in our heart to God. We will weep in knowing that our life with our loved ones and friends is for a limited space and time. We will mourn our death to reach that point of healing and knowing that God is going to do something new. When I was at the bedside of Doris May Hoosman, I know she could hear her pastor singing by her side. And that darkest moment of her life when she wasn't able to open her eyes and almost every energy had been zapped from her body but somehow her heart kept beating and her lungs kept breathing, she was there in that moment. And then in the twinkle of an eye, she came into the glorious presence of a great and wonderful dawning light. I tell you, if you've ever looked on a newborn baby, especially if it's your child, you have a feeling inside of you that this is amazing gift of life. And I want you to know that when we die to this life and rise to the new life, you look at God's face with Christ at your side and filled with the Holy Spirit with the saints of light. Lent is not about us. It is about what God is doing. So tonight we cover the Christ candle. We cover the baptismal font we bury our hallelujahs, our peace and our love that comes from God has been buried. And we're going to set that aside for a moment. I don't even want to think about or imagine no God, no baptism, no light of Christ. That scares me. I want to focus on the God creator the God Redeemer and the God Sanctifier and come along with me this Lent. Watch what God is doing in your life so that when we regather after Lent, after we see what God is doing, even among the Israelites, that great and called nation, even among us and Jesus' disciples and the people we keep doing it again and again and sinning. But God keeps creating something new and wonderful. And he's doing it through Jesus, who was born to us. And he's going by the way of the cross, a horrible death. And he will die physically and go into the grave for how many days? Three days. Because that was the measurement 
in that part of the world and time that somebody was truly dead, they had to be dead for three days. And the scriptures tell us that he went to hell. And he freed. And he began something new as he's doing with us now. Receive an honest and a new heart tonight.